June 8th, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Those who spoke Greek complained against those who spoke Hebrew, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. We apostles should spend our time preaching and teaching the Word of God, not administering a food program, they said. Now look around among yourselves, brothers, and select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. We will put them in charge of this business. Then we can spend our time in prayer and preaching and teaching the Word. This idea pleased the whole group, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a Gentile convert to the Jewish faith who had now become a Christian. These seven were presented to the apostles, who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. God's message was preached in ever-widening circles. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them was able to stand against the wisdom and spirit by which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. Naturally, this roused the crowds, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Verse 25, it says this, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? He says, it's very simple. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world? Let's say you get the whole world. yourself, okay? Don't, you don't deny yourself. You get everything you want. Whatever feels good, just do it. Just go after it. And let's say you get everything you want, okay? You gain the whole world. Let's say billions and billions of dollars, okay? You, you got an unlimited amount of money. And let's say you live to be a hundred in perfect health. At a hundred, you're still, you know, playing ball. You're, you're running around. You're, you're happy. You're, you're healthy. You feel great. At a hundred years old, a hundred years, you know, from being a billionaire of all these years, you've got mansions everywhere, you're traveling the world, anything your heart desires. You can experiment with any type of drug, all the women you want, all the men you want, whatever you want, you got it all, okay? 
this is hundred. I mean, just everything your heart desires, you get. You're famous. You don't ever, you know, ruin your reputation by following Jesus and preaching. None of that. You deny it. You, you just, you just have an absolute blast. Say for a hundred years, you did it. You lived the happiest life of anyone who has ever lived on this earth. Let's just say you just had the most fun, most pleasure, and then you die. You die, and, and say the first 30 seconds of being in hell. Okay, the Bible describes hell as total darkness, and yet at the same time, it refers to it as a lake of fire. So you're in this burning heat in total darkness. It says that you'll hear this weeping and gnashing of teeth, just this wailing everywhere for 30 seconds. These are Jesus' words as he described that destiny. After 30 seconds of being in that darkness and knowing this is what life's going to be from here on out, are you going to look back at the 100 years and go, well, it was worth it? Maybe. But how about after an hour or a day? How about after a year? How about after 100 years of that? Think about that. You had your 100 years of pleasure now, 100 years, total torment. About 200 years or 300 years, realizing you've got thousands ago, you've got all of eternity, and that's all you have to look forward to forever. At what point will you finally go? It wasn't worth it. See, Jesus' statement is, what good is it? What gain is it if you if you gain the whole world? Okay, you got it all, but then you forfeit or you lose your very self. Matthew Mark used the word your very soul, meaning your soul is your real self. So what? You had a great time here on earth. You got to keep all this things. You didn't have to give up anything for Jesus. He says, but then at the end, you lost your soul. You forfeited. You freely gave it up. You made a decision and said, I love this stuff so much. I'm going to hold on to it. And yes, you know, yeah, I'll lose my soul. But I'm going to have a good time now. And Jesus, would you think about that? That's really worth it to you? That really makes sense to you? To give up your soul? for the sake of gaining the world for a few years. See, while Jesus' words are difficult, and we go, ooh, I gotta deny myself. Ooh, I gotta take up my cross, be willing to die. Oh man, I gotta give up all that. I have to follow him. He says, well, what's the alternative? You're gonna just go for the world and give up your soul.